Live from New York. It's a show that is looking forward to that Patriots-Eagles games. I have it circled on my calendar. Upset alert? No, yeah, the Patriots no. are actually... Uh, of course not. Okay, never mind. Well, you, know. you just pulled Today, a who is the latest Jet to say they have Super Bowl potential? Hmm, it's Dalvin Cook. Meanwhile, the continued fallout of Trey Lance and Dallas. How much does this ratchet up the pressure on Dak? And finally, you've reached day two of Predictions Week. We're doing AFC and <clears throat> NFC North. Oh, look at Joe Burrow and his bucket hat. Insult Sean Payton doesn't like that. It's not prediction week for Brew. Well, for me, projection, because it's based in fact. <laughs> what is the difference? It's not football gods. And prediction is like willy-nilly, like, you know what? I got a feeling. Projections is you're like a meteorologist. analytics are telling me. And I'm out and here the, just and now analysis, my eye test, all that. Eye, eye test, test doesn't count. Eye test? When you, you know always... the game, the eye test counts. <laughs> but what are you watching? Preseason? We start with another day, another Super Bowl manifestation from the Jets. This time, it's Dalvin Cook. I think it's very realistic, he said. Obviously, you look at the roster, you look at the people we've had, and the things that we already had. That's why I came, and that's why I'm here to help in any way I can to get where we need to go. And that's holding up the trophy. Is it too soon? (laughs) Obviously, the answer is yes, to talk... (laughs) But the Jets in the Super Bowl. It, yeah, I mean, it's been too soon from the moment Rodgers started doing this and the team started doing this at the introductory press conference. Maybe it would have made sense if this was a one-year deal. If Rodgers was like, I'm playing one, you know, one year with the Jets and that's it. But it seems like he made it very clear very early and certainly as of late that this is not a one-year deal. And this is a in- very straightforward, almost obvious statement but it seems like the Jets don't agree with it, which is you should never set up the following scenario where you have the best year your company, your team, your organization has had in more than a decade, and it's a disappointment. And the Jets, there are a half dozen different ways that happens. They go 10-7 and and sneak into the playoffs. It's the best year they've had in a decade. And it's a massive disappointment if they lose in round one. They go 11-6 and and win a playoff, a single playoff game. It's one of the three best years they've had in a quarter century. And it's a bit of a disappointment. They go, they, they, they go above 500. It's only the second time they've done that in a, in a dozen years. They'll fire the coach. Yep. So, like, they, they are this... The idea that they wanted to jump to the end of the book rather than go like, hey, you know what? We think we're going to be better than we were last year. We think we're going to compete for the division. And, hey, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, get in the tournament. We'll see what happens. But, it, you know, this, we are building something here. That could have been the messaging. Instead, the messaging has been Lombardi or bust, which makes no sense for the New York okay. Jets. It, well, first of all, I hear you because New York has gone a bit overboard. I you mean, think? New York City yeah. and the New York City media oh, talking Super Bowl, but they are not who wants. They're not the Dallas Cowboys. Oh my! God. They are not. For that. If they look, they are talking Super Bowl in New York. Yeah. But if they go eleven and six, win a playoff game, 
if they get to the AFC title well, game that's two and games. lose, I, I get that. But even if they just win one playoff game, they're eleven and six. Eleven and six is going to be good in that division in the AFC. Yeah. Like that would be like, oh, we're thinking yeah, Super Bowl over the moon. So I get that. But if they win a playoff game, I look and Rodgers plays well, and the thought is, and he says he'll be back next year. I don't think it'll be a ton of disappointment. No, but, I think ten, so. but ten and seven, ten and, and seven, the would, seven seed I, ten and, and seven making would. the playoffs. That losing would, a game, losing in the first game. But that would be would the best be a, year they've had since 2010. But you didn't. You haven't had I, Aaron Rodgers. But so here's the. Th- this is. I know that when like, it comes to the Cowboys, Brew, you have the Cowboys in a totally separate group than everyone else. That's fine. I know you don't with the Jets. So let me ask you this: What is success? For the Lions this year. Making the playoffs. Yes. Why are the Jets different? Why? Because they have Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, really. Yeah, but the Lions if, were if, better if, last if, year. If, so, if Garrett, Jared Goff got traded to the Jets, they wouldn't be talking Super Bowl. They'd be happy to make the playoffs. This is Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, he was bad or mediocre last year. But very few people, some, but very few, think that's going to happen again. And Dalvin Cook, look. You can see by the answers. He was asked, is it realistic? How realistic is it for you to get to the Super Bowl? He just says, it's very realistic. And and he talks about the roster. We've got to put it together. You're right that Aaron Rodgers started it all. Maybe if he doesn't talk about how lonely the 69 Super Bowl trophy looks, none of this happens. But you know what? I like an all-in Aaron Rodgers. I like a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. Watch this, Aaron Rodgers. I like that. And that's what the Jets have, and that's why the city is so excited. So maybe my memory fails me, but when Stafford joined the Rams – they were, I think, plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. And they had just gone to the Super Bowl. And the, the year that Jared Goff got jettisoned out, they won that playoff game. Remember, Warford yeah. was back in. When Tom Brady went to the Bucks, I felt like the conversation was, man, I wonder what Tom Brady's going to do. Could you imagine? It wasn't Super Bowl or Bucks. Correct. It's Super Bowl time in Tampa Bay. And he's Tom Brady, who's 30-11 with the Patriots in the playoffs. Not Rodgers, who's 11-10. So this idea, like, get to the dance and see anything could happen with your quarterback, who's barely above 500, versus Tom Brady, who get to the dance, anything can happen, and win four road games and be the champion. I think there are two reasons. Three road games and then a home Super Bowl. Wildly unfair. I think there are two reasons for that, Wiles. One, when Brady did it, he did it. The fact that Brady did it is one reason people think, oh, Rodgers could do it. You know, just and because then Stafford we, did it. And Stafford did it too. Yeah. That team was and, good. Yes, agreed. Right. Go but, ahead. but Tampa Bay was seven and nine the year before Brady got there. And it's New York. And everything is magnified in New York. That's a big part. Yeah, of but it. they don't, but they, everything can be magnified and you don't have to add to the magnification. They have. Absolutely leaned into this. That's right. Kevin Clark said today, and I had forgotten, and he's right, that a week before they signed Rodgers, the GM was on either the radio or somewhere saying, We got Aaron. They 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 did they, they have been leaning into it. I know they said they didn't want to do hard knocks. I that was foisted upon them, so be it. But they have made it clear that they don't think these expectations are out of whack. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is is I think that the person who I think is going to pay the bill for that is the head coach. 
I think that the Jets could have what I would consider a surprisingly good year and end up firing the head coach if, for it. If they go 10-7 and seven, make the playoffs, I don't think he gets fired. If they go 10-7 and seven, miss the playoffs, I think he does. You know what I mean? And that's the same well, year. Well, look, that's you, now your quarterback's out. 40, and he's got, I guess, what, two years? You got to yeah. win it. You got you to at least get to and the playoffs. I, I wonder if he would get fired if Rodgers, like, let me run it back again with Robert Well, yeah. But, and well, I, well, if Rodgers like, wants to keep him, but if they don't make the playoffs, if they don't, I, I, just, I just don't. Looking for his boy I, You look at the AFC, and I know we're going to get to it here. It, it, is, it is a hell of an ask just to, like, just to have a viable chance at a deep playoff run, much less be the team to beat. All right, here's the actual odds. Our Chiefs at number one, obviously. Then the stop Eagles. That. You don't believe in the Chiefs? Stop, stop that, world. Wow. You, you don't get claim ownership on them. You're already picking the line. Well, we're, I, 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 Wild's been on the Chiefs for a Big time. Oh. I mean, long I enough beloved. for me to be like, you know what? All right. Okay. Thank you. you know yeah, what? Just then the Bills. Then the Bengals. Brew your Bengals. San Francisco, the Cowboys, the Jets, and then the Ravens. So how realistic are these Super Bowl hopes? Totally unrealistic. Thank you. Wildly unrealistic. All those teams last year, very good. I, I listen. I'm gonna the. I, I'm not even gonna talk about them winning the Super Bowl because then we have to bring in the NFC. I'm just gonna talk about them making the Super Bowl. So we'll cut off half the test, and, and they don't even have to take that part of the exam. The Chiefs, the Bengals. The Jags, even if you think the Jets versus Jags, the Jets would win, we all agree the Jags' path to the postseason yes. is far easier. Coming Teams down. that have a better chance to win the, the Can Bills. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is it realistic for the Jags to win the Super Bowl or reach Make the Super, the Super Bowl? Well, I think they could have the one seed. And if you have the one seed, then you just, you know, you maim Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game again, and anything can happen to you. I mean, they, 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 it almost worked for him last time. The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Jags, the Bills, the Dolphins – the Ravens, the Chargers. Now, I think the Steelers will be better than the Jets, but I wouldn't put the Steelers ahead of them because if you are, I don't know that I trust Kenny Pickett can win three playoff sure. games his first time in the postseason. But it does come down. So that's half the conference is in a better position. I, I would disagree that they're all in a better position. Now, they're not the favorites, right? You mentioned Kansas City. Some would say Buffalo. Cincinnati. Like, there are some teams you would put ahead of the Jets. But I think that graphic was fairly right on the money. Like, I do think in, a, in an NFL where we haven't had a team repeat as champion in the Super Bowl since 2005. Okay, 19 years. All right, where – and that's with Tom Brady's dominance and now Patrick Mahomes' dominance. Yeah. In an NFL where – one nobody not named Tom Brady has repeated a Super Bowl champion this millennia. Well, okay, when in a, in an NFL where in, in the past decade eleven different teams have reached the Super Bowl, it, but, it, it there might be a surprise. But, and why not one with a Hall of Fame quarterback with a chip on his shoulder? All right, so two things. Uh, first of all, you're right about repeating as Super Bowl champion. Right. But in order to win the Super Bowl, the Jets have to get to the Super Bowl. And we have seen Tom Brady in this in the last few Brady. years. Hold oh, no. Go to three straight Super Bowls. We have seen Patrick Mahomes go to back-to-back Super Bowls. Okay, he those are two the, of the greatest. Well, but but ever. one of them's still playing. Uh, one of them, yo, but, not, but Mahomes, he's yeah. not going to reach the Super. Bowl. I, I get it. He's but not going to reach Super Bowl every, every year. year. I understand that. But they, the other, look, they the defense was 
top five in points allowed and yards allowed last year. And they did it despite not turning the ball over a bunch, like forcing turnovers, which probably helped. Right, they got nothing from the offense, and they still were a great defense. They got nine returning starters. Their two best guys, Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner, are young and should be even better. The offense, I I think more of Garrett Wilson than you. I think you like him, but I think the dude is elite. The running game should be great, and now you got Aaron. What is not to like? Well, that's a fair question. And I know that I've, you know how I, much I research with Josh. Oh, yeah. I'm out there grinding. And I was grinding all, all, 20, all 22. And we came up with this brand new graphic mm-hmm. uh, that shed some light on how Aaron Rodgers has played recently. These oh are Rodgers' pass yards <laughs> since December 19th, 2021. That's been 23 games, bro. He's December 19, 2021. For 300 yards. How many and games? I, 23? 23 games. It includes playoffs. So. It's not including the preseason game where he didn't even throw for 50, I don't think. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know I've said this 500 times, but when he doesn't throw for 300 yards against the Bills, and he doesn't throw for 300 yards against the Cowboys, and then he doesn't throw for 300 yards against the Patriots, we're going to be like, you know what? I'm not sure MVP Aaron Rodgers walking through this door. Feels like we've got an older Aaron Rodgers who no longer throws the ball for 300 yards. I can top that graphic. Go ahead. With a fact. Oh, okay, go ahead. Aaron Rodgers, that is, those are in facts. his career as a starter, yeah. one time, one, he has had a top five defense. 12 years ago. Guess they what they, they did. Won the Super Bowl. Guess they won the 12 years ago. No, but it's only one time. No, I get he has never had a top five. I, I, and you know I've been critical of him in the conference championship games. But he's but, also only had one top no, five defense ever. And now he's going to have one, listen, I think. That's, that's totally legit. The part of this, though, that is the fly in the soup for the Jets fans that are expecting Rodgers to come through and be the savior here is you. it is not just for the Jets, in my opinion, about making the tournament. In order to have a real chance at it, they must win that division. Because Aaron Rodgers, here's what we know. He has not been good on the road in the postseason. Not just a win-loss record thing, because that can be on the defenses. He has, since the, he was unbelievable on the road the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they won all road games. Since then, at home, he's like 18 touchdowns, two pick, and two picks at home in the playoffs, like a 107 rating. And on the road, the ratings in the 80s, the touchdown interceptions are, I think, eight to five. I, I, I should have had the graphic pulled up like we had last time. He has not been a great road playoff quarterback. I think even the most optimistic Jets folks recognize they are not going to be the one or the two seed because of the tough schedule, because of the offensive line questions, because of all of it. So that to me is a real problem for them and one that is hard to work around. He's going to have to answer some questions. Just getting to the playoffs because we know he hasn't been great in the conference, even at home recently. Correct. So he's going to have to answer questions, but the first step is getting to the playoffs. Not getting in the playoffs. We are in the midst of prediction week here on First Things First. Yesterday, Nick Wright and I agreed with something on something. You dropped a bombshell that said not only are the Jets not going to the Super Bowl, not only are they not finishing in first place, but you know where they're going to finish? Dead last. Here's the graphic. Nick, I thought this was your best take of the day. Okay, thanks. And I thought it was your Besides the Patriots. Okay, so hold on. Let me make the argument that I think you're going to have a hard time refuting. The Jets are the only team on there that disaster is on the board for. 100% right. The Patriots... Well, wait a second. Let's talk about it. 
The Patriots, it's hard to imagine them being worse than last year. Mack was worse than he was as a rookie. They had a defensive coordinator as offensive coordinator. They lost a game in the worst play in NFL history. Still won eight games. <laughs> the Dolphins, the big question mark is, oh my, what if Tua gets hurt? Well, what, what well if he, he gets got hurt, hurt early. last year. And they made the postseason. The Bills, even if you think they're going to be four wins worse than last year, that's still nine wins. And by the way, they only played 16 games, right? The Jets, it is in the realm of possibilities. The line doesn't get right. Rodgers is the player we saw last year. Salah is the coach that we've seen his entire coaching career. And they're bad. I don't think there's any other team in the division that has 6-11 and 11 possible. The Jets, I, I'm not picking 6-11, and 11, right. but it is absolutely well, you might, I mean, on what the— What are you picking? They're going to be I think 7-10. and 10. Oh. I think they're the same record <laughs> okay. as last year. Uh, I don't think disaster's on the board. Even if Rodgers is mediocre, with that defense and with those skilled players— remember, Brees Hall, they were 5-2 and two when Brees Hall went down. So you got if Brees Hall comes back and plays well, you already have Dalvin Cook. Like just just a me and I don't think he'll be mediocre, and I don't want him to be mediocre, but just a mediocre Rodgers, I think, averts disaster. Now it'll be viewed as disaster if they're just a pretty good team but doesn't make the playoffs. But I don't think they can be that bad. Because here's the thing, Nick. Do they have the worst quarterback in the division? Maybe. No. no. There's no, no possible way. No. It's your boy. I, I, but they right, do Mac, have the worst coach. Alabama Mac. But they do totally have the worst disagree. coach. They do. Have okay, but it's, it doesn't mean he's a bad coach. They got a lot of good coaches sure. in the division. Worst defense? No. Okay. Worst running backs? No. No. no worst wide receivers? No, because the Patriots and, have and, no and skill right now, but right they might now, today, line. they don't have the worst offensive oh, line. Oh, you're saying it's all Patriots? It's, no, I'm not even – I wasn't even thinking which team, although the Patriots probably answer yeah. just about all those questions. But I'm, they don't have the worst okay. anything. Maybe line, but right now it's the Patriots okay. with the worst line. Well, maybe. Uh, NFC and AFC North predictions next. We're in the that middle of predictions. drop. I just, you know, it's injuries. I was just going to have to say. You had nothing to say. I was going to say a true fact. It just doesn't work on TV. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 
$1,000 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Welcome back to a wonderful, wonderful day at First Things First. We're in the middle of predictions week, and this is day two. Now, reminder, these predictions are set in stone, and we will be staked to them for the rest of the year. So you can't, for example, pick the Bengals to win and then abandon them after they start two and three and then hop back on the bandwagon because you're, quote, from Ohio. If you're from Cincinnati, Wilds, I know the bylaws. You know I'm not, if you're I'm from just, Cincinnati, you can do that. Hypothetically. <laughs> we will predict every conference, every award, and every playoff game, and we start today with the AFC North. Nick, take it away. All right, worst to first, number four in the AFC team with the worst coach and the worst quarterback. It's very simple. It is the Cleveland Browns. I do not think... Yeah, the worst quarterback in the division. Deshaun Watson from Houston three years ago is not walking back through that door. And the Browns, I do not believe in. And the Browns are going to have some real soul-searching to do when this year they still don't get the reward of having a bad team because that pick is still going to the Houston Texans. Ooh. Number three, missing the playoffs, the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. I'm happy... Woo! got his money I don't know that the offensive stylistic change is going to be what works best for the Ravens also for the first time in seemingly a decade the Ravens defense is a major question mark I have the Ravens as one of those my gosh the AFC's tough the Ravens missed the playoffs coming in second the Cincinnati Bengals. I do think they are obviously a playoff team. However, I do not think they have a gaudy regular season. I do think some of their losses in free agency on defense hurt them. And I don't think this really will matter unless it does. I guess I'm the only person still curious. Where's Joe Burrow contract extension? Been waiting for a Joe Burrow contract extension. Hasn't happened. They did release Trevor Simeon today, which makes you think Joe Burrow should be available in week one, which is good news for them. And then winning the division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The argument for the Steelers is very simple. Last year, they had a rookie quarterback, and they had their best player miss seven games, and they won nine of them. This year, if you assume T.J. Watt's not going to miss seven games, Kenny Pickett, even if he's not going to be as perfect as he was in the preseason, I do think he'll be better than he was in year two. Most quarterbacks get a year two pump bump, except for, of course, you know, McCorkle Jones. Right. But most guys get better. you got to like George Pickens. You have to love Mike Tomlin. I think the Steelers win the division and get back to the postseason. There's my AFC North. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's start words to first. We agree. Oh, I hate to say that's it your team because I am from Cleveland and I do expect improvement. I, I'm higher on Deshaun Watson than you are. I think you'll play well. Uh, the de- offensive line obviously is great. They got skill position players like I, I, I like Stefanski more than you do, Nick. But it is a great conference and I think this is the best division in football. And there's going to be, I said yesterday, I don't think Miami makes the playoffs. So they're going to be a couple of good teams that miss the playoffs, more than a couple. And I think the Browns will be one of them. At number three, though, the Steelers. And in the playoffs. Oh, yes, three playoff I am going with division. a three play. I didn't think I would. 
but I like the Steelers. All right, I really do. You mentioned it last year. They were without, you know, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Games. And it, look, this is how good Mike Tomlin's great. There's no doubt about it. For him to win nine games last year with TJ Watt out, and their quarterback play was, we talked about the Jets, how bad it was. Theirs was bad, too, and I don't mean that Pickett's not going to be good, but last year they had 12 total touchdown passes on the team. And one of them was thrown by a receiver, Chase Claypool, and they had 14 interceptions and still won nine games. I think Pickett's going to be greater. I think George uh, Pickens is fantastic. So I think he's going to have a huge year. Fire moves, I like him, too. Run game is good. So I think the Steelers make the playoffs. Number two, the Bengals, oh. look, I almost, cons- I strongly considered not putting them in the playoffs. Wow. But Burrow looks like he'll be back sooner than later. And I think he's just too good along with Jamar Chase. Offensive line, I think, will be a little better. They added your boy Nick Orlando Brown yep. Jr. Um, I think they start 0-2, though. They haven't won in Cleveland since 2017. And then they have Baltimore. But then they can run off at least four straight wins. So they'll be back in the saddle. And at number one, the Baltimore Ravens. I, I I love the Ravens this year. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be, you know, he's excited. He's got his contract. He's excited about the new offense. It's supposed to be like what he did in Louisville more. So, obviously, we know he was great in college at Louisville. The receiving core is the best he's had. It's not one of the best in the league or one of the top it's five, the but it's the had. best he's had. And the defense, look, I know they, it looks like they might be down a bit, but they've been in the top ten. In defense, six of the last seven years. So I think they'll figure it out. I got Baltimore. All right, we're going to get to the Ravens in a second. Here are all the predictions. Coach, I want to dial in on the Steelers. Both of you guys mentioned TJ Watt. Here's the numbers, specifically 8-2 and two with, 1-6 and six without. Point differentials up. Turnover differential yards. Up, obviously different. The yards. Man, I'd get a bigger contract. I would take <laughs> I would take this full screen and go right and sit back down. Uh, so, Coach, do you buy the Steelers are a playoff team? Uh, not necessarily. Look, I, I was impressed with the way that they finished last year, and I think that Kenny Pickett got a lot of his interceptions out in the early part of his starts and did much better towards the latter part of the season, but he wasn't very productive offensively. It wasn't prolific by any stretch. Nope. I mean, I feel good about where I am in relationship to Nick because I think his predictions are, are completely wrong. So that that makes me feel better. And and the Browns are gonna cause a lot of they're gonna cause a lot of problems on division. And that's that's where the Pittsburgh could benefit because the Browns could upset some of these other teams. Mm. And and it's not it, it's gonna be hard for whoever ends up winning it. The the struggle that I have with the Steelers as well coached as they are, I don't know if they have enough offensively to match these other teams. And Nick kills, you know, Deshaun Watson, but says Baker Mayfield can get back to form. He kills the Bengals because they haven't given their quarterback a contract extension. Like, like I, I get how he's, I kind of get how he's getting to Pittsburgh winning the division, but it's sort of like the vibe check. It, it's just it's all <laughs> over the place. No, there's no, oh, can I defend myself yes, for a moment? <laughs> it's very simple to get to the Steelers winning the division. They won nine games. Their best player missed half of them, and they started a rookie quarterback. Any first-round quarterback that's worth anything, and I don't think Pickett's going to be great, but if he's worth anything, will get considerably better in year two. And Tomlin is 
awesome. Soft I think it, the the since I think Cincinnati's going to be good. I just think that the Steelers will be better. And that's that contract all. is obviously holding him back. I mean, they're obviously. <laughs> well, I'm just well, curious. I'm just curious. Bad bad I just yeah. don't bad know. Bad. It would, everybody said Joe Burrow was getting a contract as soon as Justin Herbert got his, and I'm just waiting for it. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I'm just waiting for it. All right, coach. The other big prediction here is the Ravens. Nick pessimistic uh, that this whole change in style is going to benefit Baltimore. Brew super optimistic. Odell, Zay Flowers, etc. Uh, which is more likely, miss or make the playoffs? I'm much more on the pessimistic side, and I think Greg Roman was the best fit for Lamar Jackson. When you look at Lamar's first two years as a starter, he had 62 touchdowns, and I think it was like 15 interceptions or or something along those lines. And the last two years, he's had 50% less touchdowns and 30% more interceptions. And now you're going to say, you're going to take and say, we're going to put more of the passing game on his shoulders where when he was most successful was when he was a running threat first and everything built off that to the passing game. Now you're going to you're going to completely reverse that trend and I, and I don't think it's going to give him the results that that they're hoping for by any stretch. I think he'll still run. Like this, this notion that oh he's not going to run is going to take away his best attribute. I, that would be a tragedy if they did that. So I think if he can throw it outside the numbers consistently, that's just going to open up more holes for him to run through. So I think he's going to have a, a big year. But okay. Chris, the problem is when you when you do it as a pass-first offense, you take that extra defender out of the box. When you're when the quarterback is a runner and you have to deal with that threat and you've got that defender in the box, it opens up things so much more offensively from a passing game perspective. And now if you're going to make him a passer first, you don't have to commit that same defender and you can do more things. That's where I think you take away an advantage that you have with who he is. All right, prediction week rolls on. NFC North Vikings 13-3 last year. Kirk Cousins, star of quarterback, second star probably, was sitting in his car with things hooked up to his head. <laughs> uh, this year they're not even favored. That goes to the Lions who have won eight of their last ten games. Nick, yeah. what do you got? Number four. Chicago Bears. I, Bears, I, trendy pick. Could they make the playoffs? Could they have the league MVP? No. No, they actually couldn't. <laughs> Neither one of those has no. any chance of happening. I do think they are potentially moving in the right direction, but it's a lot of movement to go from a 10-game losing streak and the number one pick of the draft to the postseason. And I know they didn't draft number one, but they had the number one pick of the draft. They traded it away, so they're coming in fourth. In third, uh, regression is coming. For the Minnesota Vikings. Undefeated in one-score games. The biggest comeback in the regular season in NFL history. A terrible defense that got exposed by Daniel Jones in the postseason. I love Justin Jefferson. This is Kirk Cousins last year with the Vikings. And this is the Vikings' first year. Well, not first year, but the Vikings back out of the playoffs. In the playoffs, though, for the first time in quite some time, the Detroit Lions. They are in the postseason. The reason I am not quite as high on the Lions as some is I don't think things will be quite as perfect as they were for Goff last year. Goff, when he has a clean pocket, when he's not pressured, is excellent. The moment he's pressured, he turns into a pumpkin. I think he'll be pressured a bit more this year, but I still think they'll be able to get one more win than they did last year and get into the postseason. And then, speaking of vibes, Coach, best vibes in the league. Best vibes. Green Bay Packers. True. <laughs> Good young talent best at wide receiver. Good running game. An underrated defense. A chip on their shoulder. A coach that has, as far as through three years of his coaching career, one of the best winning percentages in NFL history. And a quarterback who has got to sit and learn 
for years. Will he be great? No. Will he be as good as Aaron was last year? That's not that hard. Mm. I like the Green Bay Packers mm. as kind of the scorned X oh. winning the division. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, mine is kind of similar, to be honest. At number four, I'm with you on the Bears. Um, Justin Fields has been the most sacked quarterback since he got into the league. Three and a half sacks a game, he's, he's enduring. So, I think he'll be better. And I think, like you said, they might be moving in the right direction, but they're far away from the yeah. playoffs, in my view. At number three, Minnesota. I'm oh, with you there. Because last year, you said they, they were undefeated in the one-score games. 11-0 in one-score games. They tied an NFL record by winning eight games that they trailed in the fourth quarter. Some people might look at that as, oh, they got moxie. Yeah. Yeah. They got points. I look at it as they were very fortunate, yep. and I don't think they'll be as lucky You're halfway this to year. a perfect practice. Right, and the defense was – the defense, you know, we, we know that what that was last year. Here's where we oh, part ways. I do have the Packers making the playoffs. Oh, oh good. All right, I'm with you on the defense being a bit underrated. Obviously, they're going to have a great run of game. They still got Jones and Dylan. Yep. And the receivers, I like Dobbs and Watson. Me too. And they have a good relationship, I think, with, with Jordan Love. And, Coach, I, I think one of the things we do today, I get it because the contractual situation, but we throw too many young quarterbacks right into the mix right away when they're not ready. And I think Jordan Love has benefited from sitting at Aaron Rodgers' feet. He looks more confident, more poised. He's obviously athletic. So I actually expect him to play well. I think the formula is good defense, strong run game, and a game manager with some athleticism who can make some plays. And at number one, obviously, I'm with Detroit because you mentioned the offense, how great the offense was last year. They didn't – I mean, Jared Goff rarely got sacks. They don't turn the ball over, and they take the ball away. Look, But here's the thing that impressed me. They started 1-6 and six and finished 8-2, and two, but look at the defense. Now, their defense last year was viewed as terrible. They were but terrible. Over those, well, over the last 10 games, they gave up 20 points a game. You can live with that if you have one of the top offenses in the league. So, I think the defense, Aiden Hutchinson, is great. They're going – I think they'll get better. I'm not saying they'll be a top five, one of the 12 no, top five top defenses, but they'll be better and the offense is They strong. might be top 20. Coach, let's uh, dig in on the Packers. I think the Packers are going to the playoffs mostly because they are no longer hamstrung by a quarterback who could not throw the ball down the field. <laughs> Here's the statistic. LaFleur loved to throw the ball down the field. Second, tied for fourth, second, second. But if you see that little yellow line, I'll read it to you. Rodgers was six for 40. 15% was second worst in the NFL at throwing the ball down the field. I think Jordan Love will be able to air it out, and LaFleur can get back to playing the style of football he wants to play. How do you feel about the Packers this year? You know, when I was, became a head coach, I wish I had a two-time MVP my first two seasons. That would have been a really nice, that would have been a really nice, right. nice treat. And, you know, look, again, I feel good because I disagree with Nick on, on almost everything he said. I, he's going to kill the Bears because it's a trendy pick but yet he's going to pick the trendy Detroit Lions to make the playoffs. So we're going to hate trendy, but we're going to like trendy. Even, even though the Bears added multiple really good offensive players, outstanding offensive players, a rookie first-round tackle, two really good defenders, but whatever. The Bears, I guess, are The Bears are not going to be good, Coach. You don't even think they're going to be good. Justin Fields improved in every offensive category, but again, they'll be, they'll be terrible. And then Detroit, you know, I, I get it. They, they had a great end of the season. The, the, everybody loves them. But they were terrible to start the season, and now they have to deal with expectations. They have to deal with success, all of those things. But let's get to Green Bay. Green Bay, I liked what Jordan Love did all preseason. I thought he looked in control. I thought he looked poised. 
there was a lot of encouraging things. But when Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett Favre, there was a transition that took place, and there's a learning curve that goes from sitting on the bench to being a starter, and I don't see him being able to do enough mm. to, to, to get them into the playoffs. And mm. if anything, they'll probably be sitting down you know, much lower in, the, in that division, maybe even you know, the bottom of the division. So you have Vikings number one, a process of elimination? Well, I mean, we're going to kill the Vikings too because they, they won a bunch of games by being <laughs> resilient. Like, let's kill the team that finds a way to win I killed the game. Bears. They had the worst record in football. <laughs> you got mad saying. at me. I killed the Vikings. <laughs> the, the Vikings have continuity. They've got they've got continuity That's in coaching. Vikings. They've got continuity in quarterback. They win close games, but they're terrible. Also, just no, throw it up terrible. to Justin Jefferson. Just like I mean, he's pretty good. Just I throw mean, it up. I love Justin Jefferson. Third place team. Yeah. So I, and by the way, Brew agreed with me on all of that. <laughs> and Brew had the Lions winning the division, and you just attacked me. You 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 had to get the, too. Oh, I don't want to take the Bears because they're trending. Harper hits one in the air, looks back, it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, flipping bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Broncos country. That was weird. Let's decide. <laughs> Russell Wilson is going to be your quarterback or not for the whole year. Michael Lombardi sat down with Bill Simmons and said, don't count on Russ playing 17 just yet. Take a listen. I'm going to say if they start slow, I think Wilson's on, I think Wilson's on a really short lease. Now, I don't Whoa. think that. I know that. He's on a really short leash. Sean didn't go in there with the idea that, oh, we got to make Russell work. You got to fix Russell. Sean went in there saying, you got nothing. You just make the team better. Make the team better. Brew, when I put this graphic up the first time, you yelled at me and you said that was unfair. I said, Brew, these are just the Is facts. Is that true? Last and everything, yes. You yeah. chastised me. That must me. have been last season. 
Because you don't like Russ anymore? Yeah. No, I, I'm just. Drew is fixed. I'm, I'm objective. Drew changes and like the league. Surprisingly And he has abandoned Russ entirely. No. Surprisingly and, disappointing and, and, last year. And he's, and by the way, by process of elimination, Drew's beloved Broncos, I don't no, think he has a playoff sense. spot for him unless he has him winning the division, which maybe he will. Who knows? Listen, here's the thing, coach. I, Sean Payton was hired to fix the Broncos. Not Russell Wilson. Now, the fastest path to fixing the Broncos Mm -hmm. is to fix Russell Wilson, and he has a five-year, $240 million contract that has not started yet. Mm -hmm. So moving off him be incredibly painful a year from now or even two years from now would be painful. With that said, Sean Payton has also put a stake in the ground on everything that happened here was the previous coach's fault, and if we don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be pissed. And they have a stretch of games starting with all of a sudden a rivalry game against the Jets, where it goes Jets, Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills. That Bills game is on Monday night football right after they're by the middle of the season. If that stretch goes as badly as I think it can, (laughs) as I think it will, I think Sean Payton, if there's only one parachute on the plane, he's putting it on, not giving it to Russell Wilson, and then going from there. And they did give Jared Stidham two years, $10 million. He looked good the other day. Wilds' guy, the javelin. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it is more than on the board that he gets benched. So you're saying week 10 just? Yeah. Look, I get the two years, $10 million, but it's going to take Jared Stidham nine years to make up the dead cap money if they wanted to move on <laughs> from Russell Wilson next year. So what, are you going to just lose games, well, though, Coach? Well, here, here's the thing. Okay, well, let's look at this. So I, I agree with Mike in the sense that I don't think this is a great fit in terms of scheme because Sean likes shifting, motioning, multiple personnel groups, a lot of volume. I don't know if that plays into Russell Wilson's strengths. And he's not he's not a patient person at this in in. From a coaching perspective, he wants excellence. I totally understand that, too. So you're going to want to make moves. But what are you making a move towards? Right. So you've got Jared Stidham. He started, what, a total of two games, and he's 0-2. So that's your big move? That's your big move is, is going to him? Now, maybe that'll work. But even if it works, you can't move on from Russell Wilson at $89 million in dead cap money. Like, what, what are you going to do? Unless you're a magician with the salary cap or the salary cap is going to jump significantly, you, he is part of that team, or maybe you're going to eat 40, you know, what is it, Oof. 40 plus million a year for two for years. Right. Two years. Spread it out. And, yep. and if you're willing to do that, okay. But, but that's, a, that's a seriously tough Painful pill thing. to swallow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaning more toward coach. I mean, it, it's possible, I guess, if he's horrible like he was last year, to be honest. But, I, look, Sean Payton has had success with just about every quarterback he's had. I mean, including ones that are really different. I mean, from Drew Brees to Taysom Hill. I know it's a small sample size with those guys. And Jameis Winston was on the verge of being a dark horse MVP oh, he candidate. Was. He, he, was. he was. He was he playing really run. good football. <laughs> and they were 5-2, and two, 14 <laughs> touchdowns, I think it was at. You so, think. I think what he's tattooed. going to do, I think what he's going to do is their defense is good. The run game now is going to have to be critical because, you you know, now you're without Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy for a little while. And so if Russ can just manage the game, like obviously the let Russ cook stuff is out 
Mm-hmm. But he should be humbled enough where he's just trying to get back to being like a solid quarterback. But if you also killed the guy who was there last year, and you said that, that it was terrible coaching, shouldn't you be able to do more with the player that is there? And if you don't, then was it terrible uh, coaching? And I think he'll be better. Don't you think he'll be better than last year? Yes. Well, I'm just saying I, I'm not there, but based on the comments from the people who are there, he said it was a, uh, his historically bad coaching Job, so you would assume by adding good coaching, that player who's been great for a long time could right play significantly better than he did. Just quickly, Nick. Yeah, this did. is what I would show Russell Wilson if You're I was Sean Payton. I would say, hey, you used to run for 30 yards. You ran for 33 yards a game, 53 yards a game, yeah. 34 yards a game. And then your last year in Seattle, you ran for 13. Yeah, because he doesn't want to anymore. And then he you ran for 18 and a half. He told Brandon Marshall that. He told Dan Patrick You got to run more. He told Roger Goodell that in the box watching Brady Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I want to be one of those guys, no. not the guy I've been. He tried to be one of those guys. He's not that type of player. But he ran so, more later in the, the season. At the end of the year. And they had a little success. Okay. I, mean, I don't so want to blow it, but I don't they, they he's probably better. So he's going to have to run. Now he's got a bunch of guaranteed money, so he doesn't have to run if he doesn't want to. Maybe that's all right. Don't want to run. That guaranteed money. Yeah. Is Dak on? Come on. That's too much, Hubs. What do you mean? Dak on the hot seat. That's too much. <laughs> Unnecessary distractions. Didn't I say From that Hubbard yesterday? Or, or the Cowboys? Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Afternoon headlines. Did you just mumble Raiders, <laughs> Coach? Brought to you by USPS. You got to get the ground advantage. The, it's, the shipping is affordable and reliable. Raiders quarterback and one of the all-time winningest quarterbacks ever, Jimmy G, high on his former teammate, Trey Lance. Can't take that away from This me. league's all about opportunities, and when you get a fresh one like that, you've got to take advantage of it. I think he's got a bright future in this league. Dude's got talent. Just got to get him out there. Problem is... Dak is the starting quarterback, and Cooper Rush is the number two. But Dak did lead the league in interceptions, so we're going to make a little hot seat. Okay, Wilds, you're not doing a good job setting this I don't believe this. I don't think Dak is on the hot seat for a guy who couldn't beat out Sam Darnold. How much pressure is on Dak? The hot seat thing was the tease to get people to stay through the commercial. How much pressure is on Dak? Even I know how the division Is he on the hot seat? Go ahead. He's not on the hot seat, but he is under tremendous pressure. That's correct. He's coming off a bad season. Correct. All right, as you said, he led the league in interceptions despite missing five games. He had the lowest yards per attempt in his last five or yards per game in his last five games. Lowest yards per attempt last five years. Yards attempt last five years as well. Lowest passer rating in his last five years. So Dak had a bad season. We know how strong they are everywhere else. Everywhere else. Mm. The defense is top notch. The running game looks good. good. The receiving core is very good. The coach, no matter what you think of Mike McCarthy, has won a Super Bowl. Like, what's the weak link? Well, possibly, possibly the quarterback. And, and I so w- that's why he's under pressure. And I don't think Dak's the weak link, but I do but think you know he everything is, else is. I think he is a question mark of a team that otherwise looks like it could go to the Super Bowl. And here's what I also think. Dak has two years left on his deal, and they're not allowed to tag him. They're not allowed to trade him, which means one year from now, 
Dak's going to go to the team and say, you want to keep me? Yeah. I want the best contract, the biggest contract in NFL history. And if not, I'm going to be a 31-year-old free and clear free agent. And if they're as good as I think they can be this year and make the conference championship game, maybe make a Super Bowl, he's going to get it. If they fall short, and it's not because the defense isn't as good as we mm-hmm. thought, but it's because Dak duplicates what he did last year. There is no chance they give him that contract extension. And they say, okay, they're not gonna, he's not gonna come off back to back bad years. And then they give him this massive deal. So that's, this to me, coach, is the best Cowboys team in 25 years. I really believe that because of the defense, because of the wide receiving core, and because of what Dak can be, but he has to deliver. So that doesn't put him on the hot seat, and that would be true whether Trey Lance was there or not, right. but it is massive pressure on Dak Prescott this season. The, the pressure, though, the, the only pressure for him is, is if he wants that big contract because he's going to be there next year, too. Yes. So he's going to be here this year. He's going to be here next year. But if he's expecting a big contract after the end of this season, that's where, where the pressure comes in. And then it's the personal pressure of you do have all these other parts surrounding you, and, and you, you have talked about and aspired to be an elite quarterback for a long time, and they've paid you as an elite quarterback. But the expectation that comes with that is not that you manage games, it's not that you just don't lose games, it's that you can win some games too. And right now, the starting point with Dak this year is don't lose games for us. And, and I think that's a disappointing starting point for a guy who's been in the league as long as he has and with, with as many expectations as they are. Now, the owner... Again, he's 80 years old. He hasn't been to the, the conference championship in 27 years. He's feeling a lot of pressure, too. And, and bringing a guy like Trey Lance at least gives him some options that maybe if that lottery ticket hits, they could potentially either move on from Dak or at least have a, a viable um, replacement yeah. for Dak a year from now. Quickly, Coach, because we have to break. Is there anything Trey Lance can show in practice that could ratchet up the pressure on Dak this year? No, it's going to be more what Dak does okay. that'll ratchet up the pressure on Dak as opposed to what Trey does off of cards. You know, he, he now he could pop in practice <clears throat> because they are off of cards, but that's very different from game planning. Gotcha. Okay. That was good. You didn't even want to do that segment. You made fun of it. You tried to make it as short as possible. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that it was, was good because it was four minutes long. Now <laughs> we're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tight segment, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Another day, another Super Bowl prediction slash, well, I could see it happening from the Jets. This time, it's new Jet, Dalvin Cook, saying, I think it's very realistic. Obviously, you look at the roster, you look at the people we've added and things that we've already had. That's why I came here, helping any way I can to get to where we need to go, and that's holding up the trophy. This is the New York Jets we're talking about. Is it too soon? Nick, for the Jets to start talking about the Super Bowl? It was, it was too soon the moment they started talking about it. I, I'll use an example. Uh, I, I know Kevin Wilds recently ran a half marathon because he couldn't stop talking about it. All of us know he recently ran a half marathon. And at no point did Wilds say, if I run it in 90 minutes, mm-hmm. it's the best I've ever done and a total disappointment. You don't want to set yourself up for the best I've done and being disappointed. And that's what the Jets have done here. The Jets haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. They've been above 500 once in 12 years. And they are now setting it up, coach, where if they go 10-7, and seven, sneak into the playoffs, and lose in round one. That's the best year in a dozen years. And it'll probably get the coach fired. 
That's like right, like, yeah. the, and so that to me is probably should is you think it should. I the and I think that is that that is setting yourself up for failure. If they if Rodgers had said I am playing here one year and one year only, then I get it. Then I guess it's like hey, screw it, we we we're all in. But he's made it very clear he's talked about playing three to five years, mm-hmm. at least say call it two years. There's nothing wrong with saying hey, we have in the playoffs in a dozen years. We're, our belief this year is we're going to be a playoff team. And once we're in there, who the hell knows? But this is a two-year process to become a champion. Instead, if they go 11-6 and six and win a playoff game, that is a massive success. And I don't know that it will be felt that way. Yeah, it won't be. And look, I, I, you know I don't love talking about the Super Bowl. You know I didn't love when Buffalo put that in, in their field house. Yeah. But, but there's a difference here. The second they got Aaron Rodgers, the equation changed. And, and the expectations changed from ownership, from the fan base, from the media, from everybody. And you can't stop it. You can't stop it in New York. And it's one right. of those things where if you're in a tsunami, you might as well get out your surfboard and ride it <laughs> because it's not going to change. They can't, they can't pull it Very back true. in. Dalvin Cook's been there for about 15 seconds. He's already talking about the Super Bowl. Like, that's the world they live in. So you might as well lean into it, embrace it, and, and go with it. And the reality is, if they do sneak into the playoffs and it's the best in 10 years or whatever it is, it's not going to be good enough. You saw Woody on Hard Knocks when he had that new chain, and he said, hey, I don't want to put any more pressure on you guys, but we're all expecting great things from you. <laughs> so, so they, like... It, it's it's plain. The right. pressure is there. It's it's the the world they live in. So you might as well embrace it and and go for it because you can't stop it. Yeah, look, Aaron Rodgers started it, which I was surprised. You know, when he shows up and he's talking about how lonely the trophy looked. Like I was shocked that he went there with it. And then, as you said, Coach, you're right. In New York, even if he hadn't done that, in New York, it would have still been all this talk about the Super Bowl. But here's the thing. That's what it's, – it's Aaron Rodgers. Since he won his first Super Bowl, what, 2010? It's been Super Bowl expectations every year for him. How's that because going? he's that – it hadn't worked <laughs> out, but, but he's that good. And I, as I said earlier, one of the reasons – and he has disappointed in the conference championship games. I've talked about that ad nauseum. However, he also – the defense – he has – he's had one top five defense coach – since he won a Super Bowl. And that actually in his career as a yeah. starter, one top five defense, and they won the Super Bowl. He's going to likely have a top five defense. So they're saying defense is great. Receiving, we got one great receiver, and we got some pretty good ones beside him. We got a good running game, if not a great one. And we got now a, a great quarterback who's 40 years old, but it's like – He's trying to win right away. So I get that, and I the and I understand coach is you know higher on the Jets than maybe either one of us, and you're certainly higher on the Jets than I am. But it's it's interesting because you said correctly a few years ago you started talking about Rodgers in the conference championship game. Since then, the disappointment comes earlier every year. Mm. So it was to, when you and I first started working together for all the time, they had just lost the conference championship right. game for the second straight year. Then the next year, it was the divisional round af- at home after a bye to Jimmy Garoppolo where they scored 10 points. And the next year was week 18 at home to the Lions who were already eliminated. 
So, yes, once upon a time it was, Rodgers has this weird thing where he's awesome until the conference championship game. For the last two years, he hasn't even had a chance to be bad in the conference championship game because he has been bad and thrown game-losing picks right. in both of those games, one against the Niners and one against the – the Niners might have been in pick. He just missed the guy over the mm -hmm. middle. And then one against the Lions, which was a game-losing pick. So, I just – I think it's a little overly optimistic. Question for you, Coach. We were talking about quarterback, and, and it's funny to see Mahomes, or interesting to see Mahomes, knows that there's a target on the Chiefs' back, and they rise to the occasion every game. They know that they're the hunted. It feels now, and you told this like brief story yesterday in that Jets-Giants preseason game where Wink Martindale sent that interesting blitz. How much of this pressure that the Jets are under and like the Super Bowl expectations is going to fuel other teams. Like, the Patriots obviously want to beat them. The Broncos obviously want to beat them. But it feels like everyone's like, you know what? I'm tired of hearing about the Jets. And I play for the Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you have these expectations, things change dramatically. And every time you lose... The, the the pressure of that loss is felt so much more so much differently than a team with less expectation and it's a long season and they're going to go through ups and downs this isn't going to be a perfect ride so how well they're able to deal with a little bit of adversity or or some some problems that happen or some injuries all those things is going to be a big part of what happens towards the end but dealing it's the same thing as the lions dealing with expectations and and it's success is so is is so much harder than when you just go in. You've got one o'clock Sunday games. Nobody thinks you're going to do well, anything. Correct. That's a, that's a totally different equation. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Here's the actual odds. Our Chiefs in them, uh, the driver's seat here. Not our Chiefs. You, you got it. Wow. You <laughs> abandoned the Chiefs. Well, okay. <laughs> Nick Wright out on the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> then the Eagles, runners up last year. Bills. We won't have Von Miller for the first four games. At least. Eek. Yeah. Oh, the uh, Bengals are there even though he doesn't have a contract. Okay. Oh, oh stop yeah. it, Coach. The people don't even know <laughs> that. Vegas yeah. must not know yeah. that. Then the Jets, <laughs> then the Ravens. Yeah. All those teams were very good last year, uh, except for the Jets. So yeah. how realistic are the Jets' Super Bowl hopes? Not realistic at all. I mean, I, I, listen, the, does anybody at this table think the Jets are going to have home field advantage? No. Of course not. Is anybody at this table thoroughly convinced they're winning their own division? No. Nope. Of course not. Now they could. You might pick thoroughly them. I'm not thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly convinced, convinced, but I'm convinced they can win the you division. Are, so, but the, They'll be in the mix. They the are division. going to, in my estimation, at best, be on the road throughout the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers started his career with three straight road playoff victories. It was great. Since then, it has looked like this, where he is – again, I'm not a quarterback wins guy. Forget I that part. I'd be great at home, though. But – well, 18 touchdowns, two picks, and a 105 rating is pretty good. A lot of those losses, we can say, was about the not having the defense. 14 touchdowns, eight picks, and an 87 rating is not great. And I understand road playoff games are hard. It's why a wise man once said you should try to never have to play them. Hashtag Arrowhead Invitational. But for everyone else, you got to. And I just don't see the path. And I see a half dozen teams at a minimum that are better positioned than the Jets, even if you don't think, for example, the Jags are better than the Jets. They're better positioned because they're going to win their, that division. They're going to have an easier path. And so I just don't but, see but it Again, you're assuming the Jets can't win the division. Yes. I mean, you're making that first assumption. Yeah. And, and I, don't, you know, I don't think that's a, a fair assumption a, at all. And then you said he started his career with three play, road playoff wins. Yeah. Why can't he end his career with three road playoff wins? Wow. 
And man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, look, I, I, I think it's realistic. Now, they're not the favorites. I agree there are a handful of teams you would pick before them. But this is a league where we the turnover is incredible. In the last decade, there have been 11 teams in the Super Bowl. Okay, we haven't seen a repeat champion since 2005, Coach's Tom Patriot. Brady. Yeah. And that, that's the only one in the millennia. Okay, so I won't see one this year. Hard to do. Now, right. I mean, <laughs> as great as Mahomes is, they've won, you know, it took them, they had lost this previous two years, and then they win it again. So I think it's realistic. I think they're every, stacked everywhere except the offensive line. And the offensive line, I don't know if it's going to be a problem because maybe Mekhi Becton's woke, woke up. Like, everybody he is, is loving on him, and Rodgers is loving on him, and he, maybe he's going to play better. Cook in August, and then it's like, oh, that's no big deal. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty, that's that's a pretty great pickup when you've already got Brees Hall and, and Michael Carter, and then you had Dalvin Cook to the room. I mean, any one yeah. of those guys that he put in can, can be effective in the running game. And here's the thing, Nick. Like, I agree with you that Rodgers, when he gets to the playoffs, he's going to have to answer some questions. Yeah. Because that – that's I'm saying when. They, that's when the questions are going to begin and the pressure is going to ratchet Wild up go, in New man. York. Why wasn't Aaron Rodgers good last year? No one has given me an answer that makes any he sense. He wasn't all in. Oh, that's good. Then. He didn't want to then be. That, there. Okay, so he he didn't care about the, the team. Just and now he cares. He does now. That's, yeah, that's he a clearly does. Reason. Well, he he gave that's a terrible reason. The vibe was off. It's a terrible reason. Can I answer? Can I? Yeah, he wasn't all the, in. The the, be, the best answer is because of his thumb. Yes, now I don't buy that. But he wasn't good before the thumb. I agree with you. I would have broken the the. They got rid of his best receiver. Okay. That How might be that? a problem. But that guy also, by the way, is not on the Jets. Thank you. But the, the well, argument that one. people are making is the one Brew just made, which, if it's true, is more insulting than anything anyone who hates Aaron Rodgers has ever said about him, which is this idea that so Aaron Rodgers was tailing off, and then all of a sudden won MVPs. What happened? They drafted Jordan Love, and it pissed him off. And then he was awesome, and then they gave him a new contract, and he fell off a bit because he was fat and happy and complacent. But now he's angry, so he's going to be good again. If that's true, that is such a singing indictment Thank you. on athletic character. Now, maybe it is true, but, the, but that is but a wild a human indictment. component to athletes. Right. We, like, in a perfect world... Every athlete would have the same temperament, would have right. the same approach, like but I they do. don't. And guys are motivated by different things. And a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers is yeah. a good Aaron. So he had the second-worst uh, pre- completion percentage on deep passes because he's like, ah, my contract. <laughs> I'm going to throw it no, short. I, I think, like, no. like Coach said, he just wasn't into And he didn't work out with the young receivers, so they didn't have – that's on him. That's his fault. But that's part of not being all in. Okay. I, and the thumb. The thumb. That was, the thumb. You don't care about injuries. I would Baker, imagine still that would Baker, they thought they might have to amputate well. the arm. And you were like, fight through it. Put well, some dirt Rogers on it. Rodgers fought through it. That's what <laughs> He fought through it, at least. <laughs> Welcome back to a very active show. Jimmy G sat down with Robin Lundberg of Sports Illustrated and talked about the odd situations with the quarterbacks in San Francisco. Take a listen. What did you make of the, the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Uh, you know, weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Uh, just to leave it at that. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> no, okay, it's just not. It's, uh, I think it's it is messy. It is. I'll, I'll put it that way. 
But man, that's a nice way to put it. Bro? Your guy. I mean, he's right about oh. no, he's right about like of course he's going to say that. Look at his situation. They banished him. He didn't even have a playbook. He wasn't yeah. even practicing. He wasn't even allowed to go to meetings. All yeah. right, so of course he's right about that. But had they not seen the graphic? Did they not know when they banished no, him? I, I look. I Dusty. Do think, I, I do. The <laughs> Dusty. The graphic. Oh. Have they not seen it? I didn't know you had the power. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's the first time had you they, called for this graphic. Have they not seen it when they banished history. him? But go ahead. I'm but sorry. no. But but look. They, I believe, and you and I have argued about this before, I believe they banished him not well, – we knew he wasn't a great quarterback, but he obviously was a winning quarterback. <laughs> they banished him because he couldn't stay healthy, largely, and they wanted to get off some of his money as much as they could. And I think that was it, and they went to Trey. And, look, at the end of the day, there are a lot of organizations that have done some strange things, all right, and that have, you know, not been run properly, if you will. But at the end of the day, I think it's about who played the best. Nah, and I don't Brock think that's Purdy, what Jimmy G is saying. Yeah, Jimmy G is I, well, saying. Well, I'm saying Brock Purdy played much better oh, than Purdy, Trey Lance. Well, Brock Purdy so, also had a far better opportunity. Brock Purdy got to play with Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy didn't play in a monsoon. Brock Purdy didn't break his leg three three. Brock snaps Purdy into a started five game. games, it, and, and Trey started four. But Trey played really well in his final game. Not of that, his not as well season. as Brock Purdy no, was playing. Well, I, I I disagree with you. I think if you look at his, the game Trey played against Houston, the final That's game one game his, out of four. Trey well, okay, played, but one of the Bryce other games out of four, he broke games. his leg in the first quarter. But that's not, Well, you got to stay healthy, too. Well, Brock Purdy didn't do that either. He did Brock, it more than Trey. Okay, but, so, but hold on. He's been better than Trey. I, that's, that's not no, even up for debate. That, no, no, no. I, I said I agree with you there, but I think he's got a larger opportunity. I don't think Darnold was better than Trey. I think Darnold was anointed the team's second string the moment they went and got him. The moment. But that, why you, would they do that if Trey was Shanahan showing them was anything? Out on Lance. Shannon, but y'all, if look, coach, if you were out on a guy, let's say the front office was like, we're drafting him, we don't care if you like him, but but he starts to look good in practice. Wouldn't you kind of adjust like this guy can help me win? I'm going with him. Yeah, look, he'd have to look very good for for you to do that, and it depends how mad and how, like how much resentment you had about having the guy push down your throat. If if that's what happened, and and to to Nick's point, to go get a quarterback that early in free agency, and then compliment him as much as you did. Steve, yeah. You know that he's going to play well in, in the preseason, or should, because he's got a wealth of experience compared to, to Trey. But to get back to Jimmy's comments, he, w- he was only banished because if he got hurt on, on company time, they would have owed him his contract. So that's why they kept him out of the mix. So if he got hurt, like if he dropped a weight on his foot, they would have owed him the $25 million. So that's why he was there. But the, the thing that I don't totally get about what Jimmy says is, you know, this is a good fresh start for Trey and he should move on and all that stuff. But when Jimmy had a chance to move on, he didn't. He took a pay cut and went back. So if he was really that mad about how he was treated and how that world was, why do you take a pay cut and go back? I think we're too close to it. And I think that you are so anti-Jimmy G. Uh, you're not anti-yes, you are. You didn't realize that Jimmy G has supported your main thesis, which is that Kyle Shanahan doesn't know what he's doing. That is, I fervently believe that, but while also believing Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant play designer. 
I, like these are Apples two different oranges. things. And I also do think that, listen, I think Jimmy G, the, the, the fact that he's on that graphic and the winning percentage stuff belies what uh, the player he actually is. But in Jimmy G's defense, what I will say is this. If every quarterback you have keeps getting hurt, at some point, and this is a question I'll ask you, is it the responsibility of the organization to find a way to have your quarterbacks not always get hurt? To have your – the Niners – listen, there is – and I've said this before. There is a cost to everything. And the Niners are known for a run after the catch, physical style, now positionless football almost, right? Well, guess which team constantly has offensive players and quarterbacks knocked out? The Niners. And so it's not it's not Bernard Pollard falling into Brady week one of 2008. Like, what are you going to do? What happens year over year over year? And the fact that... Tra- we may be a little tainted because Jimmy got hurt every year. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy got gets hurt pretty consistently no, but they, regardless they, they, of... Okay. Not blocking. But they, 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 that, that they have a lot of minds. injuries all over the field. Yeah. The Niners. Well, yeah, I mean... Which I get. That's Trey Lance got hurt. Brock Purdy got hurt. Josh Johnson then got hurt in the game Brock Purdy got hurt in, so you had to bring in Brock Purdy with one arm. Mm-hmm. Like they and so I just what the my frustration on this is I think because the, the Niners have been so good at so many things, we want to give them a pass for the biggest thing. And I think this is the biggest thing. And you have Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, acknowledging it to a degree that they deal with their quarterbacks as people and as cogs in the wheel differently than most teams do. Winning, what do they always say, is a great deal. Well, they've won nothing. And that's, Congrats. they're one of the top won five teams. You're a Super Bowl or bust, bro. No. Super Bowl or bust. Not, no, they no. They're not the it. Dallas Cowboys. And you could make the argument if they handled the quarterback situation better, they could have won the Super or, Bowl. Or. With yeah. those draft Drafted Michael Parsons. But, Maybe you win. But Purdy is for real. What? Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Way to get that in, bro. Indianapolis's self-imposed deadline to trade Jonathan Taylor has come and gone. He's still a member of the Colts, and now he's expected to remain on the pup list, which means he will miss the first four games, even if he's traded between now and the first. Still get paid. Still getting paid, but... This seems like a bad situation for him yeah. and, kind of tangentially, not great for the new indie quarterback as well. No, of course. Listen, I, I don't, we don't have a lot of evidence the Colts are expertly run. And yeah. While I, I, I respected the, and I respect the Anthony Richardson pick, I think in the AFC in particular, you have to take massive swings. You don't want to be mediocre at quarterback, so take the quarterback with the highest upside, which I think they did in Richardson. But the, the four, to be clear, there is no 4 o'clock trade deadline. There was a 4 o'clock mm-hmm. deadline for the roster cut down and to mm-hmm. take guys off the pup list. Right. So that's the real deadline. Jonathan Taylor was left on the pup list, so he is now out for four weeks for anybody. Regardless. So of whatever offers you were getting, they're not going to get better with a team now not able to get him for the first four weeks. And now you are paying him, but he can't play for you for the first month. Now maybe – his ankle's that bad where he can't play. That's hard for me to believe. And I think it sets Anthony Richardson behind the eight ball as yeah. far as development when you could have had one of the best running backs in the league in your backfield, and instead you don't. So I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, look, apparently they weren't getting very good offers for him. And I think at the end of the day, after he's 
eligible to come off the pup list, he should play. And I know he's upset with the organization, but the only way he's going to impress teams, whether it's the, the Colts to sign him next year or someone else, is if he goes out there and shows he's productive. <sighs> it really is true. Like, teams weren't bending over backwards to get him this year. So you want him to take a bunch of hits for a, an under-market deal? He, and he's, just come out next year like, good news, I took a bunch who, of hits. Who's going to pay him next year? He already has the resume that he should be getting paid. So I don't know, just add a lot of a guys with that resume. For team a lot that of guys with games. that resume. Well, I, not his resume. Yeah. No, there's Josh not. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing And two. he got a new deal. But still, not the deal he wants. If like, it's just, him, it's, the Chiefs he has to okay, play. The, Eagles the Dolphins should have. He has to Speak play. Speak is up next. Predictions Weeks continues tomorrow at 3. We'll see you then.